Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And Anobi's first shot, he loves those corners. Welcome to New York. This is what the people want to see. Welcome in to NBA Pulse, a production of iHeartRadio and the NBA. I'm Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst for the Yes Network. And today is Tuesday, January 2nd, from our extraordinary core group of NBA journalists. We're joined now by NBA.com senior writer Sean Powell and Sean, we saw um, the Knicks get a win over Minnesota last night. Toronto get a win over the Cleveland Cavaliers, but with some new pieces um, in their uniforms. Uh, trade that occurred over the course of the weekend, the New York Knicks uh, receiving OG Ananobi, a guy that was talked about in a lot of trade rumors for quite some time. Sean, what, what were your initial reactions of this trade and, and how you felt like both teams fared? Well, I think that there are a lot of teams in the NBA that are envious of the Knicks uh, because they have been trying to get OG Ananobi from the Raptors probably for last year, as you mentioned. Um, he's a good two-way player, uh, obviously. Um, and suddenly... If you put him in the Knicks system, maybe he's better in that system than he was in Toronto's system. And and I say that because he has a top flight point guard. Uh, he's playing for a coach that emphasizes defense, and that's his specialty. And he'll get a chance to you know you know you know develop offensively. So this could be career changing for him. And and oh by the way, uh, his contract is up uh, this summer. And the Knicks, when you make a trade for a player who's in the final years of your contract, you're basically telling that player, hey, man, we're going to pay you whatever it takes because we're not going to give up all these assets 
for a rental. So we're going to make a commitment to you. And so this is, if you're OG Ananobi, this is just such a great situation to be traded in the last year of your contract. That means the team that just got you is going to pay you. So it's, I think it's just good all around for the Knicks uh, to get a player of his caliber, a young player of his caliber, uh, unflappable, professional, hardworking, everything that Tom Thibodeau wants in the player, OG Ananobi uh, provides. Yeah, and couldn't agree more. And you said it with Tibbs. I mean, what a guy that fits his type of system, defensive-mindedness. OG last year led the league in steals. He was second in deflections, second all-team defense, uh, but also what he can bring and just kind of his fluid fit as a 3-and-D player on the offensive side. Brunson, Ananobi, corner three. Got it! OG Ananobi with his third three-pointer of the afternoon. We've talked about OG Ananobi and all the things he brings. We'll continue to tell you, 43% from the corner three. When you look at the Knicks and where they're at now in this position, seeing that move made, they're currently uh, sitting seventh in the Eastern Conference, 18-5 and record, that win against Minnesota, the top team in the Western Conference, snapping a three-game losing streak. What do you see for the Knicks moving forward? Well, just twofold. Um, I think the team is going to be very competitive this season. I think they're going to flirt around that, you know, that four, five, six spot in in the East. Uh, I, and and they have a nice core now with OG Ananobi, Julius Randle, and Jalen Brunson, and a group of about three or four very good role players: Josh Hart, uh, Dante DiVincenzo. You know. Uh, you know, now that uh, Emmanuel quickly is no longer on a team, now his role gets elevated. And he really has played well the last couple games. Uh, so I think there's a nice quarter. Obviously, it's, it's missing the main dish. And the main dish is a superstar player. Obvi- how do you get them? They don't grow on trees, as you know, Sarah. Uh, but this team is set for that type of player to come into the mix Next year, the year after next, it's not like Brunson is, you know, over the hill. You got to win with him right now. Same thing with Randall. Same thing with OG. You can hang on to these players for a few years until you get the big fish, you know, throw the big fish in here. And then all of a sudden, now you can challenge a team like Milwaukee that has Giannis, a team like Philadelphia has got Joe Embiid, the Boston Celtics who have uh, um, Tatum. Uh, the Knicks don't have a caliber of player like that, but they've got everything else, Sarah. Uh, so I think that it's a good young team, a defensive-minded coach, a group of players that seem to enjoy playing with each other, uh, and a team that's just sitting right there in the mix, not in the top shelf of the East, but if they were to ever get us a game changer, then they're going to be right there. And they flirt with it. Like, that's where, to your point, they've got, everything they need and have laid a foundation. What I really like is just the patience that they've shown with that. I think this is a good trade for both sides. Um, You don't always see that in a trade. We'll get to the Toronto side of it in just a second. But I think to your point, just the solid foundation, the core they've laid and the way that they've consistently now shown to be a proven playoff team and how they want to play under Tom Thibodeau. And I think that is the area we expected them to be a much better middle of the pack defense, but a much better defensive team. Um, But how can they continue to improve on that end with these players, but also offensively? And I think... Say what you want. I think we all say it. You know, NBA basketball is better when the Knicks are good. And I think you will always, at some point, when you continue to show 
this type of consistency, find a star player that wants to come play in the garden and wants to come play for the Knicks. And I think that's that's the foundation that's been laid as of late. So I'll be curious to see if any move trade deadline approaching. I'll be curious to see if potentially any moves will be made. But for now, um, yeah, I, I think the East, you know, other than what you see towards the very top with Boston, uh, with Philadelphia, obviously Milwaukee up there, but just kind of where things are at. I think there certainly is opportunity for the Knicks to make some moves. Um, Toronto making moves and curious to see if they will make some more. As I mentioned last night, they got a win over Cleveland. Uh, Pascal Siakam, 36 points, five rebounds. RJ Barrett, Emmanuel quickly in the starting lineup. Uh, Barrett with 19 and nine, quickly with 14 points, six rebounds, two steals. They looked really good. Uh, but the cornerstone of this team now has become, and I think that was what we saw at the early part of the Raptors, Scotty Barnes. He is the guy for this Raptors team, 22 years old, um, Pascal Siakam continues to put up big numbers. Um, he is a former all-star, but I, I think that's the direction where Masayu Jerry will go in terms of building around. Uh, what did you make, not just of the trade in, in bringing in Barrett uh, back, to his, back to his home country of Canada, uh, Barrett and quickly, but also what this means for the Raptors moving forward? So here we are, and I think change is inevitable for the Raptors. And it just was just a matter of time before they start parceling off some of these pieces and start building on the next phase. Uh, and so, so the domino to fall, obviously, um, was OG Ananobi, who normally you would want to keep a young player like that. But I think the Raptors feel that they can pivot and find someone on the roster to sort of take his place and put him through player development. And the other, the other piece is Pascal Siakam. Uh, what are they going to do with him? I, I, I'm 96%, 96.5% sure that he is going to be dealt by the trade deadline because number one, he's on the last year of his contract. And I'm not so sure he's willing to re-sign with the Raptors. Look, he already has his championship, so it's not like he's desperate to go to a, a championship contender. But but I think if given a choice, does he want to be part of a rebuilding situation in Toronto or does he does he want to leave? And I think he wants to leave. And you're right, Sarah. I think Scotty Barnes is the future of this team. Scotty Barnes, look at the year. The following year, I just thought he plateaued a little bit. But this year he's posting uh, career highs across the board, showing that he is indeed uh, that guy. Uh, and and because he he has made that leap. Now Toronto can look and say, okay, we've got this guy, you know, we're going to give him a contract extension. We got this guy. Now let's see who else we can get. So RJ Barrett, uh, as you mentioned, back in Canada, grew up watching the Raptors. Uh, he's a guy, you know, look, he's a number three pick, high pick. Um, is he going to be a superstar? No. But I think he's a very good player. Uh, hardworking, professional. Schroeder finds Gary, closed out by Struess. RJ fires a three, and it's gone from Mississauga. And Matt, that is huge. Um, I mean, you can, with him and, and your nucleus, you can win games. And the wild card is going to be Emmanuel quickly. Talked to both Barrett and quickly yesterday, and they came early today to run through some sets. It's an open play. He finally has a team. I mean, all of a sudden, he's away from Jalen Brunson. He has a team he can run. Uh, how good is this guy going to be? He's play- He's going to be playing for a big contract. He's motivated. 
you know, but when you move that one seat over from being a supporting player to a, a starting player and you're given the ball, it can get a little tricky. The true you will be revealed. So we'll learn a lot more about Emmanuel quickly in this situation. But the Raptors right now, they're in 12th in the, in the East. Uh, I don't, obviously, they're not a title contender. They may not, may not even make the playoffs. But they have to start building now for the future. Yeah, and, and couldn't agree more. And I think that it always is the question when players get elevated roles, change roles, how they respond. Um, it, and I want to turn it back and, and put you on the spot, Sean. Sorry. With Pascal Siakam, with that being said, we've seen him in different roles, obviously with that championship team um, and Kawhi Leonard, part of that. But he was brilliant throughout the course of the playoffs, a big reason why they did win that championship. You talk about a 3 and D guy, but his role has increased what they've expected out of him from the offensive side. Um, His three-point accuracy has varied, um, but the ability to rim run, create off the dribble, obviously what he can do defensively and in transition. Where do you see Siakam? Is there any spots or places that you see him being a good fit? I think any contender or any semi-contender would love to have him. Uh, But the trick is, um, you know, signing him to a contract extension. You have to believe that you can do that. So from that standpoint, the ball's in Siakam's court a little bit here. Um, If he gives up, if he he gives a suitor the wrong vibes, no one's going to give Toronto a bunch of assets for for Siakam. It's just not going to happen. Having said that, um, I think he would be agreeable to any place where he feels he has a chance to win and make decent money. He's already made a lot of money. So maybe that's not, you know, the, the biggest priority for him. Not to say he's going to give some team a huge discount, but I just think he wants to go to a place where he feels he can fit. I mean, what place is that? Well, first of all, it's got to be a place that can squeeze in, you know, his contract. Uh, you know, you, you always hear about the Miamis of the world. You know, they were in a running for Damian Lillard this summer. All the teams that were in a running for players this summer and didn't get them, obviously going to be on the board. I think a wild card here would be Philadelphia. Uh, not necessarily the trade for him now, but to maybe hope to get him next summer. The, the Sixers will have $40 million to spend next summer. Forty. That, that's very rare for a title contender with an MVP on board to have that much money to spend. So they don't even really need to trade for Siakam. They can just wait till the summer and just sign him. Um, so uh, I, I think uh, Philadelphia is a wild card if Siakam is not moved. They may be a wild card even if he is moved because he might want to play there because he can go right to Joe and be play for an, uh, next to an M- uh, MVP winner, play on a contender, and then there you go. And play for his former coach and Nick Nurse. And yeah. you talk about timelines and Siakam will be 30 in April in his eighth year. So a lot of things with that lineup. Um, Sean Lovett, we are going to talk about another team that has title contention on their mind. Big matchup here tonight between the Boston Celtics and the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll get to that after the break. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, 
and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to NBA Pulse. Sarah Kustak joined by the great Sean Powell. And Sean, we got a good one on the slate here tonight. A couple of top teams in the East and Western Conference. The Boston Celtics, of course, number one in the East. They have been clicking and rolling. And the number two team in the Western Conference, the Oklahoma City Thunder, 22-9. and nine. They have won four straight. And that's a team I want to get into. Uh, continue to impress under Mark Dagnall, you you got a player in the MVP discussion in Shea Gilgis-Alexander, one in the Rookie of the Year conversation, maybe the front runner in Chet Holmgren. Um, Jalen Williams continues to, to be part of that trio uh, that creates continuity and, and has this team uh, really cooking. When you look at the Oklahoma City Thunder... They've been towards the top of the West um, for quite some time now here throughout the course of the season, made the playoffs because of the play-in last year, took a a bigger leap probably than a lot of us had expected um, in how they're playing at the early part of the season. What do you see in this team through the the remainder of the year? And do they need to make some moves to continue to be uh, in those title contention projections? Well, the craziest thing about Oklahoma City is that um, up until now, uh, they've always been sellers, <laughs> you know, just trying to acquire assets through the, you know, the draft and uh, really, you know, 
give other play uh, other teams their players. But now all of a sudden, they put themselves in position to win now. Um, they've got a, a certified, as you said, an MVP contender in Shaquille's Alexander, averaging 31 a game. Uh, he is just tremendous to watch. Uh, just the way he plays the game. Uh, he's not reckless. Uh, he's got a nice mid-range game, gets to the line. Um, his teammates seem to enjoy playing next to him. Uh, feeds off them well. Uh, so he is just, he's the type of centerpiece you want. Uh, if you're a franchise under contract, so you don't have to worry about anything with Shea. Uh, and, you know, you see Oklahoma City sitting, you know, number two in the West and you're like, OK, so when is Denver coming up? Uh, when are Clippers coming up? When someone's going to overtake them? Well, Sarah, you know, the scary thing is maybe someone may not overtake them. Maybe, you know, we're still seeing them s- sitting there after the after the All-Star weekend. Uh, and maybe we, we see them sitting at least in the top three when the playoffs begin. And I think that that would be just a crowning achievement for Oklahoma City, uh, a team that's grown organically for the most part, brought these young players together, really got fortified when uh, when Chet Holmgren joined the team, obviously didn't play last year, was hurt. But this guy has come in and matured, averaging 17.7 rebounds, uh, really strong defensively, blocking shots. Jalen Williams, uh, you know, Lou Dort. I mean, look, this team is young, good, and fairly deep. I would not be shocked if they tried to make a move at a trade that de- trade deadline, added another piece because they have a lot of draft capital that they have acquired. So they don't have to parcel out uh, one of their main guys. They can just package one of their bench players with a number one pick and get a pretty decent player and say, you know what? We're not going to, you know, wait another year to try to be a contender. No, we want to be a contender right now. We've got Shea. We've got Chet. We've got a good nucleus. We add something to that nucleus and let's go. And the West is wide open. Look at the teams at the top. Minnesota, Oklahoma City, uh, Golden State is down. The Lakers are still, for whatever reason, they're still struggling. Uh, even though LeBron and uh, Anthony Davis are having good years, uh, there's nobody in the West I think is just you know, running away with it. So if you're Oklahoma City, why not say, why not us? Could not agree more. I just saw them um, defeat the Nets on New Year's Eve. It was, and I love the team. Love how they play, play fast. Obviously, the the compilation of players, Sam Presti did a really beautiful job in not only finding these um, young talents, but also the way in which they fit. Uh, they've been top 10 in offense and defense. I, I think there's a really great blend. The, the one area, though, they, they are vulnerable on the glass and they struggle mightily rebounding. And you look at just the importance of possessions, a team that does play fast when that translates into the into the postseason, um, how that changes. So can can you find there's not you know you're not going to get one player um, that's going to solve that. But I think just in terms of they're super efficient from three, but don't take a lot of threes. So can you fortify and find a player that brings you some size, helps you on the glass, um, continues to be a, a more high volume three point shooter to go along with a lot of the mid range game that you see so many of their key players playing I, I think um they're they're a team that should have title contentions but i i do think there's a little more room um for them to potentially grow and um they're fun they're fun and as you mentioned the west is wide open um so 
it'll be interesting to see how how those things continue to shake out. Uh, Sean, Happy New Year, 2024. How you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. You know, anytime you can turn that calendar and you're still upright and looking forward to the next 12 months at least, uh, if not beyond, uh, I'm just grateful. And Sarah, I'm sure you feel the same. Just grateful, lucky to be doing this for a living. Yes. Lucky to be around professional people. Yes, sir. Uh, enjoying the game. Just, just watching, you know, things develop, uh, you know, the great unknown. And then we'll see what happens in June. Who's lifting the trophy? Yeah. I mean, you know what? It's day to day. It's day to day. But we made yeah. it this far to this day. And Sean, as always, we appreciate you. Your time will continue to read all your stuff on NBA.com. Watch you on NBA TV um, and look forward to talking with you again. Appreciate you, Sarah. NBA Pulse with Sarah Kustak is a production of the NBA and iHeartRadio. Please rate, review, and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.